take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. Joke of the day. What did I think about when I first heard the term developmental disability? Answer. Well, people often didn't understand my cerebral palsy, and sometimes I didn't either. Therefore, as a kid, I thought I had to develop myself physically and develop mentally to succeed. Thought of the day comes from the old English nursery rhyme. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Hello and welcome back to the Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, the Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up advice to help parents and kids and anyone else who wants to learn about increasing disability engagement. I grew up in competitive schools where I was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a long-term physical disability in school. As a result, I used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law until 1990 or broadly accessible to me until I was in college in 1991. As a result, I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social emotional learning. This is episode 54. Thank you for joining me today. Preface. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Today, I will be talking about Mental Health Awareness Month. I will also share nine reminders to help with maintaining a positive mental dialogue. In this week's Rite of Past Experiences, or ROPE, I will be talking about my own experiences with the understanding of sticks and stones. I also share a poem called The Mental Bone. Be sure to listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage in this week's episode. According to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, the 2021 campaign focuses on connecting in safe ways. The organization reinforces the message to have a nation where no one feels alone in their struggle. According to Psychology Today, developing a productive dialogue or reminders is one positive way to dismiss negative thoughts. Here is a list of nine positive affirmations. Number one, I have what I need to get through this. 
Number two, living according to my values is what really matters. Number three, failure is part of the road of success. Number four, all I can do is my best. Number five, five years from now, this won't matter as much as I think it will. Number six, I'm stronger than I think. Number seven, I can handle feeling uncomfortable. Number eight, I am in control of how I think, feel, and behave. And number nine, I've been knocked down before and I can get back up again. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or ROPE, I want to talk about my mental state as a kid with cerebral palsy. As other kids were growing up, they had to deal with a lot of the normal pressures of just growing up. But a lot of the time, I had to deal with the physical pressures of learning how my body worked. I also had to answer understandable questions of other kids asking me if I broke my legs. These were understandable questions based on able-bodied kids' thought processes. That's how they often understood injuries. Some kids would understandably ask, if you broke your legs, where are your casts? I also didn't understand or comprehend how or why I got cerebral palsy in the first place. There is still not a conclusive answer, but it is due to a combination of circumstances, the chief of which is that I was born two months prematurely. The physical pressure to control my muscles and understand why they did what they did, compounded by emotional, religious, and other peer pressures. These days, schools and even families have better understandings of emotional intelligence and social-emotional learning. But there were some kids and even parents that thought that I had polio because that was a disability that was widely known because of the New York City epidemic in 1916. Parents and even grandparents in the 1980s knew or heard about polio and the epidemic. Some kids heard stories about polio or made associations based on their own family experiences. Having to handle my own balance and coordination I also had to deal with and coordinate answers to other people's questions. The questions and increasing peer pressure also led to misunderstandings, physical intimidation, insults, and other forms of bullying. There were a lot of layers of pressure which put emotional stress on me. And sometimes it felt like fracturing stress.
or a stress fracture. The Mental Bone is a poem that I wrote in response to many types of the pressure that I experienced. I wrote The Mental Bone in 1998. An insult cuts far deeper than any piece of wood or rock sediment possibly ever could. The person who came up with this simple adage apparently had many surface wounds to bandage. He must have had frequent painful trips which often caused his precious flesh to rip. Did you stumble on this wicked maxim? That would be what I would ask him. People could have admired this brilliant thinker, but he was most likely a run-of-the-mill hoodwinker. It is impossible not to look up at this philosophical man when I took my head from the spot where I land. Eventually, other people constantly put me down. The smile I once had evolves into a frown. Turn that frown upside down, people often say. But it is difficult to reverse the sadness when the dirt is where I lay. As the filth builds up day by day, the earth continues to be where I stay. Buried beneath the words of repeated discontent, the blood drains and my heart has an irreparable dent. Left to die, my soul starts to decay. As people turn in fear and just walk away. Go ahead, pick up a branch or hoist a stone instead of those insults you have previously thrown. I dare you to take your best shot because my body is more than what I've got. A stick or stone may cause an occasional injury, but nothing that can't be fixed by simple surgery. Therefore, broken bones don't matter to me as long as my fractured spirit can one day be set free. Thank you. Were there one or two things that you heard in this episode that you could lean into? Thank you to Jacob Thurman for empowering the audio in this episode. Reflections. In doing research for this episode, one of the things I found was that I didn't know that the six and stones expression from the nursery rhyme was as old as from 1862, and that it had to do with harm and up against uh, 
bullying or having and showing courage. But one of the things that I, that I think I misunderstood and uh, just realized recently after doing research is I always used the six and stones defense as a defense in the moment. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me rather than a affirmation or in preparation for a situation that had to do with bullying or uh, different situations. So it was because the way that it sounds when you sticks and stones uh, break your bones, names will never hurt. Uh, it sounded more like a situational defense rather than preparing a defense for a situation, which I really, uh, now that I think about it, never really ended up doing and really just treated it as a situational defense. Another interpretation of sticks and stones may break my bones is that names shall never hurt me. And I never really heard the shall. And that reminds me of the Ten Commandments and in Catholicism and Christian areas where uh, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, and other commandments like that. I think the thing that I really realized is, especially now, that I really didn't brace myself or prepare myself for what was going to happen. I, I just treated six and stones as the defense in the situation because that was how I understood it as a kid. I think the other thing people don't often realize, especially with disabilities, is the amount of questions or just cumulative situations where you're answering the same questions from multiple people, either in public, in school, or in different areas, and just the cumulative effect of 10 or 20 questions at a time, or uh, the same question, uh, what, I, um, what I recently said to my aunt, who's a teacher, and to other teachers is, think about uh, teachers getting the same question from 40 kids or even five kids at the same time, just they are five or ten minutes apart. Uh, and that's a lot of, of what happened is that I got a lot of the same questions from different kids just in different situations. And no one really realized, including me, that I was repeatedly answering these cumulative questions that and one of the ways that it benefits me now is I often developed the metaphors and different situations to explain in multiple ways the different impacts of disabilities or walking with ski poles. That often became a situation or an understanding for people um, that asked me how it was to walk with crutches or the volume of thoughts in my head got louder and louder because I was 
yelling at or talking to my muscles that wouldn't listen. Just to be clear, I'm not angry or upset with what I went through as a kid, especially when it was with other kids, because we were all kids at the time. We were trying to understand what was going on, and a lot of the time the kids didn't understand. And even with some of the bullying or some of the misunderstandings, I don't, there's no ill will or upset that I still have toward because of the situation and the environment at the time, the ADA um, and inclusion wasn't um, widely known by the school or sometimes by society. Thank you for letting me ramble. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast. I never give up.